You're listening to the Nutanix Community Podcast with Dwayne Lesner and Angelo Luciani, episode 64. Here we go. Welcome back to the podcast. This week, it's another industry spotlight, and it's a sector that touches all of us, healthcare. I chat with Tapan Meta, Head of Healthcare and Life Sciences Marketing at Nutanix. In some areas that we discuss, what are key trends facing the industry in 2019, accelerating the use of artificial intelligence and machine learning, data visualization, and increasing cloud adoption. Let's join the conversation. Welcome to the podcast, Tapan. Thank you very much, Angelo. Happy to be here. It's always fun to have a first-time guest on the show. In today's industry spotlight, we focus on the healthcare sector, an area that touches all of us in some way. I thought we'd start at a high level and give folks a sense of what is all included in the healthcare space. I know the first thing that comes to mind is your local doctor, but it's much more than that, isn't it? Yes, as you mentioned, healthcare is uh, an area which impacts every single one in some shape or form, given that we're all consumers of healthcare. And, uh, and healthcare as a sector has many uh, segments, if you may. And you can really boil it down into four key areas from a macro level. You have the providers, uh, which are your large hospital systems uh, where you would typically go in for uh, receiving a surgery. Or uh, the second area within the healthcare is the insurance business. And when I say insurance, we're really looking at the healthcare insurance. Who is paying for the services? And every country uh, has a little bit of a different model in terms of how insurance is structured. The third area is uh, what I would say is in the pharma, uh, life sciences, or or biotech space. And this is an area which is really companies that are in the business of developing drugs that we consume, uh, whether it's for cancer, uh, whether it's for heart diseases. And the fourth area, I would say, is really around uh, medical device manufacturers. And and by these organizations, uh, you have companies such as GE or Philips who are developing different types of medical equipment, uh, such as x-rays, ultrasound machines, or a large imaging scan uh, machines that you would go for uh, an ultrasound. And so in, in essence, these are kind of the four main pillars of the healthcare market as a whole. And the, the thing that is unique about it, or the common denominator, is that all these while are different in some shape or form, they're all interconnected. At the heart of all these different organizations, whether they are in the provider space or healthcare insurance space, there's one common thread that binds all of them together, and that is patients. Patients like yeah. yourself and <laughs> yeah. are unique and, and compelling for all these different entities to really, to the best of their abilities, in some shape or form, work together. Right. Yeah, that's a great um, cr- sort of insight into the sort of cross section that sometimes uh, folks don't necessarily think of the the whole ecosystem, if you will, with with healthcare. What are some of the trends facing healthcare in 2019? As a sector, I don't think there's a single day uh, that goes by when you don't hear about healthcare. And again, it kind of goes back that we are, we are all consumers of healthcare, and historically. 
you know, healthcare as an industry has lagged in embracing uh, technology and embracing new models of care. And it's always been a gun shy in terms of trying to be at the cutting edge. But I would say in the last uh, two, three years, that tide has really started to change where you're seeing all, all these different healthcare organizations, depending on you know, where they fit in the ecosystem, becoming much more uh, you know, adapt, adaptive in, in, in taking on these challenges and finding ways to really bring about changes. And in 2019 um, is, is an exciting year in the sense that a lot of the things that we've been hearing over the last two, three years, uh, for example, in the areas of artificial intelligence and machine learning is slowly starting to pick up a lot of steam uh, as we go into 2019. Now, so if you look at uh, you know, what's in store for us over the next 11, 12 months, uh, there are a lot of different dynamics uh, that are shaping up the industry. And I'm going to give you some examples of you know, where we see uh, the industry going. For example, one of the big focus uh, area is, is around uh, improving patient experience, around improving engagement with patients. And a lot of healthcare organizations are looking at different ways of uh, engaging with their patients. For example, uh, you would find self-registration kiosk at a lot of hospitals. The idea is to really make it easier once a patient gets to a uh, outpatient or an inpatient setup, whereby they can inform the nursing staff that, hey, they're here for their appointment. That's one example. Another thing that we're starting to see is more and more healthcare organizations, again, giving an example of a healthcare provider, uh, enabling patients to uh, easily access their own patient records. And, and that's something simple would be uh, a patient portal, uh, as an example. I'm a uh, patient uh, at one of the local organizations uh, over here, and I can access any of my patient record, records through my phone. I can communicate with my uh, uh, providers uh, via the phone. I can schedule my appointments. I can get my e-prescription. So a lot of different things now you can do digitally uh, via, um, and it kind of goes back again, you know, how do you uh, improve that patient experience? Mm-hmm. I would say another big uh, area that really ties in uh, is you know, going back on a previous topic is around the whole notion of digital health, uh, digitization. And by that, I mean, uh, you, you are seeing a lot of different wearables, for example, in the market. And obviously, uh, organizations such as Apple with this Apple Watch Series 4 continues to push the envelope of what a smartwatch uh, can do in terms of capturing your pulse and capturing the number of steps and so forth. So this is something that's going to continue. You're going to see more and more of these wearables really uh, getting around and, and, and generating a lot of data. And the, the, the next phase, what I kind of call going into 2019 and 2020, is how do you take all this data that is being generated uh, by these smart devices and really make sense of it at the point of care? And what that really means is, can you synthesize this data into knowledge, which can then be used by the doctors and nurses who can provide the right kind of care? Uh, another example of what we see happening in this um, year is really 
and uptick in healthcare organizations towards the cloud adoption. And cloud historically has been a bit of a, uh, an area where the healthcare industry has been a little bit um, hesitant in embracing it, and rightfully so, because you have concerns around patient privacy, data security, and they're not sh- sure you know, you know, where all these applications, um, when hosted in a cloud, uh, could be compromised. But given a lot of the progress that has been made uh, in this space, this is something we are starting to see more and more um, uh, uptick in the industry. And I mentioned uh, artificial intelligence, machine learning. Uh, that is something that's going to be not only in 2019, but for foreseeable future, uh, going to be a very interesting area. You already see some use cases in the areas of uh, radiology, where um, AI and machine learning is being deployed to identify tumors, which would be uh, which would take much longer for a human eye to identify. So you, you see novel use of uh, technology uh, being used in this area, telehealth is another classic example, which is becoming more and more mainstream. And part of that uh, is because the, uh, the reimbursement model uh, has changed dramatically in that, that today, if a hospital or a care provider is interested in, in providing telehealth services, they can be reimbursed for the service, which was not the case three, four years ago. So in, in essence, it's an exciting time uh, to be in the healthcare area, you're going to see the pace of innovation uh, continue uh, to accelerate. In fact, healthcare, uh, just looking at some stats uh, last week, uh, uh, healthcare got over uh, you know, 8 to $10 billion of uh, VC funding uh, around digital health, around cloud, around data analytics. And you're going to see this uh, tremendous momentum continue and, 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 it's, and it's going to find its way uh, into mainstream market whereby consumers like uh, you know, us are going to be able to uh, see some real traction in technology uh, making its way more and more into the healthcare space. Yeah, and in the past, we saw uh, domain-specific clouds, if you will. So there were clouds or maybe certified clouds around, you know, uh, healthcare or government. Are you, are you, are we still seeing that in terms of the cloud adoption, like clouds de- dedicated to the healthcare space? Yeah, we starting to see, uh, uh, starting to see more and more of that. And let me take a step back to define cloud because I realize, especially when I talk with customers, a lot of times customers have different definitions, and you can really break it down. Uh, into three main areas when we speak about cloud, right? You have what we call a private cloud where all the information, all the patient records, data uh, is housed on-site or on-prem. In other words, it's the uh, data centers that are being managed by the institutions or the organizations having all within the confinements of their organization. On the complete full uh, other end of that spectrum is uh, public cloud, where organizations such as AWS, uh, Google, or Microsoft has has gone about with its own public cloud model, and whereby you're seeing some uh, organizations put uh, uh, non-critical patient uh, workloads or applications in the public cloud domain. And the third area, I would say, is a mix of both. You know, where 
Uh, you have a combination of certain applications running on a private, and you have certain uh, applications which are especially more elastic, has more elasticity running in a public cloud. And that's what we call the hybrid cloud, which in our world really gives uh, the best of both uh, in terms of what uh, you want to put in a private versus what you want to put in a full uh, public cloud. And we see more and more uh, uh, traction in this uh, hybrid cloud uh, space um, that we're seeing in the market out there. Right. Great. Um, and just to continue with that technology theme, where do you see technology shaping the healthcare industry? Yeah, I think... Um, you know, technology has uh, a major role uh, to play in the healthcare industry. I'm not saying technology is going to be the panacea of healthcare, given all the challenges we have in the healthcare industry. Healthcare is a very uh, complex industry because of the so many moving parts among so many different organizations, uh, and you have uh, uh, government regulations, you have patient privacy. Uh, you have compliance uh, needs. So there are a lot of different aspects of the healthcare industry, which makes it cumbersome uh, for organizations to move at the pace that they would like to move. Um, but I fundamentally believe in talking with customers uh, and, and hearing about their pain points and, and where they are in their journey, where they would like to go, that they are relying very heavily on technology uh, to really um, help them in driving, um, you know, everything from good business decisions to efficient processes uh, to reducing costs uh, to driving the overall uh, efficiency. When you think about healthcare, there are three main objectives uh, that one can really think of or call triple aim for healthcare. In some cases, quadruple aim uh, is something that you hear in the industry. And it really boils down to uh, providing quality care for patients, um, having access to that quality care. And the third area is doing so uh, at, a, uh, at an operational model, which is cost efficient. And that's where technology uh, can come into play. You know, I mentioned earlier uh, telehealth, right? Yeah. Let's just pick an example of telehealth where um, has completely changed uh, how healthcare can be delivered. You can um, envision a scenario where you have some somebody out in a rural setting who doesn't have access to the top specialist, whether they want to see a cardiologist or a neurologist, and they would have to travel hundreds of miles or kilometers away to see those specialists. But uh, a technology such as telehealth can make and really shorten that gap where they can see that specialist much uh, earlier and at a much better convenience uh, versus you know, traveling or taking time off. That's just one uh, example, right? And I, I talked about areas such as uh, in, in a cloud as another classic example, whereby you can do a lot of creative things around um, offloading your uh, applications that uh, you need to uh, use uh, in a manner uh, which has a high elasticity that can be offloaded to the cloud setting. And the list kind of goes on where you know, technology will continue to be a main 
uh, engine, if you may, when it comes to patient engagement, uh, the digital or digitization that the industry is going through, and even something along the lines of uh, wellness, where more and more uh, providers and payers are looking at more proactive well-being by incentivizing consumers to adopt technology as a way to stay healthy. And this is where an example of uh, an Apple Watch uh, comes in. Uh, another classic example of where technology is starting to make a difference is if you look in the pharma space, where uh, pharma organizations are looking at, at um, you know, uh, cloud as a way to uh, bring about efficiency in the areas of clinical trials, in the areas of genomics. And there are some leading healthcare pharma companies out there who, are, who have embraced this uh, cloud technology as a way to bring about efficiency and really drive um, you know, new drug development uh, much quicker and in, in a much more efficient manner. Uh, to give you some statistics, a typical new drug for a pharma, for example, takes anywhere from eight to 10 years. And it takes a couple of billion dollars to bring a new drug to the market. And, and that's, that's a lot of money. There's a lot of time. Mm -hmm. And that's where technology has really come into play in really helping the pharma companies in identifying the right patient pool, identifying the efficacy of drugs, you know, measuring any uh, adverse events. And all this can be done uh, on, on a cloud-based uh, platform. So that's just some examples mm -hmm. um, you know, that we see out in the market where technology is truly shaping how um, every uh, how you know a lot of the healthcare organizations go about um, you know driving value and better quality care uh, for their uh, for their uh, customers. Yeah, yeah. Let's bring this a little closer to home. Where, where does Nutanix fit into the healthcare ecosystem, and what are some of the key use cases that customers are using us for? Yeah, uh, that's a great question. Um, you know, Nutanix, uh, and like many other uh, technology organizations, uh, is right in the uh, center of this uh, evolution that's taking place in the healthcare space. Our uh, you know, sweet spots, or Nutanix's sweet spots, has been really around, you know, looking at, um, you know, the uh, clinical, clinical and uh, IT workloads. You know, how do you really enable healthcare organizations to uh, take a lot of these uh, clinical applications and IT applications and, and have them run much more efficiently on their, uh, in, in their um, um, uh, environment. And to give you an example, uh, if you look at hospitals, right, or uh, any outpatient clinic or a general uh, practitioner, a lot of the patient information, or I should say all the patient information for the, for the organization that are using electronic medical records, all the vitals is captured uh, in the electronic medical records. And if you ever go for a scan or, or an imaging, you know, whether it's an ultrasound or a, or a PET scan, uh, that image is captured and, and, and stored either on-prem or in the cloud. Uh, these are just a couple of examples where Nutanix technology is really helping in driving uh, improved and a better performance of the EHR applications or PACS applications 
that the healthcare organizations are running in their environment. Uh, another uh, example, if you look at it from a uh, from a pharma standpoint, would be um, you know enabling them as a, to my earlier point of accelerating the drug development cycle. That's an area that Nutanix technology uh, can be leveraged to really transform how they go about capturing patient data as they're going through uh, clinical trials. Uh, another area where uh, where uh, Nutanix really fits in, um, you know, is around this whole uh, multi-workload, uh, multi-cloud environment, which is really giving the customers the freedom to run any of these applications, whether it's a EHR application, whether it's a medical uh, claims processing application, whether it's a a, a genomics-based application to run um, in a much simpler environment, uh, which uh, Nutanix provides uh, with its um, um, with its um, what we call the you class. And so these are just some of the key uh, areas uh, that we're seeing Nutanix uh, really make a difference in the market. To give you a perspective, we have over you know, 11,000 customers, uh, you know, as, as an organization, out of those today, you know, close to 2,000 of them are in the healthcare space. And that number continues wow. to increase uh, every every month uh, because more and more customers are, are finding ways to, um, you know, embrace our technology. And, and one of the classic examples uh, you know, if you look at our journey, you know, where we started off as a HCI or a hyperconverged infrastructure organization, and if you look, look at what, what that really is, it's, it's the simplification of how infrastructure can be deployed in an, uh, any given environment. And healthcare as an industry has a lot of legacy systems, which is time-consuming, which is uh, very um, costly, which is also very hard to manage when it comes to constant upgrades that they have to go through. And as a result, you're seeing more and more customers embrace uh, HCI as a, as a way to uh, wet their toes in the market with Nutanix. And then with some of the newer products and solutions that we have um, around uh, multi-cloud orchestration, you know, uh, in, in, you know, going down uh, a cloud-based model if that's something they decide to do. Mm. So, yeah. Are there any uh, additional key items or stats that you can reference for the audience? Yeah, I mean, there's uh, uh, there's definitely uh, you know a lot of uh, information available on our website. If you go to uh, com forward slash healthcare, um, you will see a lot of uh, references around how uh, customers across those four healthcare subsectors are using technology, again, whether it's in patient care and in, in, in um, manufacturing new drugs and um, in the healthcare insurance business. Uh, and you'll hear firsthand of how uh, we've been able to really, truly impact how healthcare organizations go about, um, you know, making a real difference in the lives of their end customers, which is patients like us or, or consumers like us. Um, uh, so that's one area we, where we can definitely get more information uh, about Nutanix and specifically what Nutanix does uh, in the healthcare space. Uh, another interesting um, uh, area that I would like to 
make the audience aware is, you know, we recently did a survey uh, um, around the enterprise cloud index. This was a survey that was uh, done on a global basis. Uh, it was a survey that was sent out to, to uh, 2,000 plus uh, IT decision makers, of which uh, close to uh, 350 of them were healthcare organizations. And we found some pretty interesting stats, kind of going back to my earlier comment around uh, how technology is evolving, how uh, the adoption of cloud is evolving in the healthcare space. And we found some uh, very uh, interesting stats um, in that. And, and I can kind of reference a couple of uh, numbers that kind of stood out to me. Uh, one was uh, that 88% of the respondents uh, believe uh, the hybrid cloud to really uh, positively impact their business. And one of the big uh, reasons for that is uh, resources, as we all know, uh, come in limited shape and form, and healthcare is no different. Uh, and there is a severe scarcity of uh, resources in the areas, especially the newer areas, uh, such as machine learning and AI. And, and, and they cite that as, a, as an example where um, they believe that going down a hybrid cloud will give them a way to um, mitigate uh, the, the challenges around resources. Another uh, interesting stat that um, uh, stands out uh, is around um, just uh, increased adoption of uh, cloud as a whole. And uh, today, you know, healthcare companies are reporting about, uh, you know, they spend about uh, 26% of their IT budget on public cloud, and that number is going to increase to 35%. And, and, and that's another uh, number that continues to go up. Uh, but what we found is healthcare organizations uh, typically uh, overspend 40% of their budget uh, when it comes to public cloud. And, and again, kind of, indicating that the healthcare industry as a whole is looking more and more uh, at a cloud-based uh, adoption, and that's something uh, is going to be pretty fascinating. Um, so these are just some of the things that kind of, you know, stands out. Um, obviously, there's a lot more uh, information out there. Um, one thing, I mean, that I would like to say uh, at a personal level, you know, it's, it's an exciting place. Uh, to be uh, in the healthcare space. Again, it's personal, something that you can touch, something you can relate to. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we all have family members or somebody that we know who goes through um, you know, this journey of you know, accessing care or trying to have a healthy lifestyle. Yeah. And it's an exciting place uh, given that, um, you know, uh, given that, you know, we're not getting any younger, and as we go down, um, you know, the age, uh, you know, we're going to need the, the type of quality care. And this is true for uh, people around the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, Health care is one of those fundamental things that is going to be critical. Uh, it's just a matter of how one can deliver it in a way that is effective, in a way that is easily accessible uh, by everybody. And... Um, and so it's, it's it's exciting place to be, and I'm uh, really grateful that um, I'll be part of an organization that is committed uh, to the healthcare space and um, continue to uh, do our part in uh, shaping up the industry in the best possible way we can. 
Great. Yeah, lots to think about. Thanks for sharing those insights, Tuppen. And before we let you go, we ask all our guests guests uh, three rapid fire questions. And these and these are fun questions just to help the audience get to know you a little better and per, at a personal level. So if you're ready, uh, I okay. have three questions to um, send your way. iOS or Android? I'm iOS all the way. <laughs> <laughs> Favorite app? Favorite app. Uh, well, I got a lot of those, but uh, given that I uh, have to uh, commute quite a bit, uh, which is a daily part and parcel of my life, mm-hmm. I would say one of my my favorite app is uh, Waze, which uh, gets me from point A to point B in the most uh, efficient way, and it's pretty darn accurate in terms of uh, times. So I would say that would definitely be one of the top of my list. Great. And finally, ebooks or physical books? Ah, uh, I would say I'm old school from that standpoint. Uh, I have I have enough screen time. I'm uh, on any given day, so I <laughs> definitely love the feel of a, a traditional book in my hand where I'm not, not glaring at a screen. Right. And so I would say any day I would uh, I would uh, get a, a book uh, in my hand. Great. Thanks for sharing and hope to have you on the podcast again. Uh, thanks so much, Tappan. Thank you very much, Angelo. Thank you for having me on. Thanks for joining us today. Be sure to check out the Nutanix online community at next.nutanix.com for resources, blogs, and continuing the conversation in our forums. If you're interested in learning more about what Nutanix is doing in the healthcare sector, check out nutanix.com forward slash healthcare. And Nutanix will also be at HIMSS, the Healthcare Information and Management Systems Society Technology Conference, February 12th to 14th. Be sure to stop by the booth and say hi to Toppen in person. So with that, from the team here at Nutanix, have a great week.